Well, hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Gene Mims, and uh, welcome to 204060. Awesome podcast. We're getting already rave reviews because you're interested in what we're interested in, and it's been a lot of fun. 204060, a generation of 20s, a generation of 40s, in this case, almost 40, and a generation of 60s, way deep into the 60s. But we are excited today. We've got a great uh, topic to go on. Just to give you a little bit of perspective, the year I was born, 1950, a brand new car cost $1,510. When uh, Jeff was born, 1977, a new car cost $4,317. And when Trevor, Trev the Rev, with his cap on today, I wish you could see his cap today. It's awesome. When he was born, way back in 1992, Eleven thousand five hundred and eighty dollars. So, how about these songs? There were some hot songs when I was born. Red Foley, pardon me, boys, is that the Chattanooga Choo Choo? Well, Chattanooga Choo Choo, it was hot in fifty. Near You by uh, George Jones and Tammy Wynette when Jeff was born in seventy-seven, and What Is She Doing Now by Garth Brooks. And you're sitting there saying, I don't know any of those people because you're fifteen. And so that's why. But I'm going to let everybody introduce themselves. I've already introduced myself. I'm one of the co-pastors here at the exciting Judson Baptist Church. So let's go to the 20s, the 20s here. Trev the Rev. Well, uh, my name is Trevor, and I'm excited about a lot of things today. One, it's Valentine's Day. Hey, happy And my Valentine's. last name is Loving Good, and so it's like... It that, is my is so it is my day. Is that not the cheese? It is thing? my day. This Love and good. Christian Everybody, program. check it oh. out. Love and good. There's so many things wrong with that. <laughs> it is. It's so uh, the fair. thing that I'm excited about Bless today you. is you see this ring. I got a I got a gold ring, pinky yeah. finger ring, yeah. and uh, it's etched with E and outfit. L. Did you buy it? It's E and L. Did you it's buy it? Erica's initials are on it. But did oh. you buy it? It's it's gold. Look at that. You, Check did, that you out. didn't yeah. answer the question. Did you buy that? Yes, I bought it. Ooh. I buy everything that yeah. I get. Oh yeah. <laughs> Who gave that to you? <laughs> uh, Give a Erica, shout out, Erica. Shout out to my wife, Come Erica. On. Loving good. Love yeah, you. that's a good thing to do. Okay, and, we'll let yeah. you do that. We won't make fun of that too mm. much. Just that's, not yet. That's amazing. My name's Jeff Mims. I'm representing the '40s here. One of the co-pastors at Judson, and I'm thinking about that song. So. You referenced that song. Was it not the Chattanooga Shoeshine Boy? Oh yeah. It was. Is that I'm different? Sorry. Yeah, you know that song? Chucho's in the 40. What is the Chattanooga yeah. Shoe Shine Boy? I don't Watch even know out, what that be careful. Is. I was thinking about the, the Chattanooga Shoe Shine Boy. That's but, right. But it's interesting, near you, with uh, Tammy Wynette and George Jones, we're sitting actually at Judson Baptist Church, just, I don't know, a few hundred yards from the, from the home yeah. where Tammy Wynette actually passed away. A wedge in. away for me. Yeah. Maybe, maybe y'all might have. Trevor would probably have to have a five iron, but it would only be like a wedge for me. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean that's that's kind of interesting as we were thinking about back to uh, to that that she we actually had her funeral at Judson yeah. Baptist Church before we all got here I guess. Yep, that's correct. And uh, Hank Williams actually built the house, and then through a series of buyers and sellers, she ended up with it and passed away in there, and then we bought it. And uh, Korean Church is doing great there right now. It's a great house, about ten thousand square feet. But you're right, Chattanooga shoeshine boy. Yeah, that's that just sounds riveting. Like I can imagine really driving down the road, getting your head bobbed, going to the Chattanooga Shoeshine Boy. Well, if you did you know? that now, that you'd be insensitive. So we can't. Let's not talk about that anymore. Let's talk about something. I don't even know else. what we're talking about. <laughs> so what are you excited about today, Jeff? Well, uh, you know, I guess the fact that it's raining mm. and it's really cold, and we can't seem to get our weather patterns set here in Nashville. 
So uh, I'm looking forward to a great night of upward basketball practice tonight. That's how oh, I'll be spending man. my Valentine's Day, so leading awesome. a, a few teams of future NCAA stars, I'm sure. Yeah, there's no question about it. Well, I'm excited about my local last night, Trev, Trevor, uh, leading that with another guy on our staff, Jared Runyon, and they're knocking the ball in the weeds. Eleven people prayed to receive Christ That's last awesome. night. One, one. Eleven people. Night. It was a great night. Had a young man in who had been in London for a while, did a great job. But uh, what a, I, we, we don't want to miss it. Uh, Ann and I go every Monday night, every Monday night we can, and it's church. It's a little different from here, but it's church. It's great, and uh, we love it. Well, look, let's jump into it here. Everybody kind of knows who we are. And, hey, thank you for everybody that's uh, been listening and giving us uh, great reports, and you're enjoying it because we're enjoying it. And uh, it's it's really it's really good. I'm having a hard time though concentrating because Trevor has a hat on today, a cap. I tell you what, we're going to Instagram it. It's got praying hands on it, and so you know it's kind of like a prayer. I meeting. just stay there, Gene. You're there. I'm You're there. deep in it, aren't you? <laughs> Everywhere we go, You're all day. You're deep in it, all right. Yeah, well, anyway, here's you know, and we want to thank Nathan. I mean, Nathan is our producer, almost getting it done. I mean, he's you know, Nathan is the media minister here. And he sits over there. And then Bill Seaver, who we pay to keep time. And that's good. We pay him a lot of money to watch his watch. And that's great. Seaver has been with the Mims family off and on for years. And so we welcome him also in the background. But uh, uh, what our topic for today, I, thought, I think it's a good one. I think it's a really good one. And it's basically is having a platform. Does my life matter if I don't really have a platform? And so I guess you kind of have to define platform and so let's let's chase that a little bit, guys. What about what about the mood today? How how does how do our generations think about platform? I'll go last on this. Somebody jump in there, and I'll because I don't really know what to say. I want to think about it in a minute. I guess I'll talk about it first. Platform. I think it may be what everyone, if you're in your twenties, is looking for. If twenties and under, you're looking for your platform. Uh, my my first thought is uh, no. You know, like. Hmm. Does it matter if you have your platform? No, it it doesn't matter. But then I think about it more, and it may be how we see what our platform is. Um, do you do you care about yourself, or do you care about others? And then you can determine how big or small your platform is. Don't you is think the stress in that idea. sometimes is that people uh, probably everybody's got some platform, but they don't have the platform they want. Oh yeah, you know, and it's like I got to do, or you know, if I could just get or meet them or whatever. I, I've often thought like that. I, you know, I've got a platform. I just don't like. I just don't like the one I have. I mm-hmm. want something else. In my imagination, hmm, I don't know. Yeah, I think I think as you think about being in your forties, one of the things that people are struggling with is that the their potential they feel like may have been running out, and they are who they are now. Mm-hmm. And they're settling in to what they feel like might be life and wondering, is this all that there's going to be and wishing maybe that they had taken a chance or gotten that degree done or whatever they, whatever they kind of feel left out on. And you kind of look around and realize that all of the, all of the things people used to talk about you, oh, he has great potential. You can really tell he's what they're really seeing is now that this is just who you are and I think a lot of my friends are kind of wondering, is this all that there is going to be? You know, you, uh, I never thought much about platforms because I always had one in my adult life. I was a preacher. So, you know, if you're preaching to 30 people or 3,000, it doesn't matter. You have a platform. 
you have influence, but then I, then that changes over the years. I've had a larger platform when I was uh, at Lifeway, uh, where you you know thousands of people, or you preach at the Southern Baptist Convention, or something like that, or you write books, and you know you have mm-hmm. hundreds of people behind you uh, sustaining that platform, and probably another hundred uh, people out there pulling for a platform. You, you know, you need to speak and say stuff, and now back in the local church, and I didn't feel like I lost anything. I just felt like. To me, and probably because of my age, I, I've passed through that 40s uh, where you're really thinking about that. I don't desire that anymore. I just mm-hmm. sort of let things come uh, as they will. I don't think I thought like that at 20. I really wanted to have an impact but uh, and didn't you know, have much of a platform, except I was a preacher. Yeah. So I did have one. So I never thought about it if, as my life would matter. What matters if you do have a platform? Versus if you don't have the one you want or something. I don't really know how to answer. Well, I think it's tough because as you look around in the city that we live in, there someone always has a bigger platform than you. There's always going to be somebody that's there. And I personally have felt at times that my biggest platforms weren't in the biggest places of ministry. Actually, it was in the, it was in the quieter places where you had more impact. And, uh, you know, sometimes we say around here that you shouldn't forsake the day of the small things, that those are really important. But when you... When you're in a place where you're comfortable knowing that you're doing exactly what God wants you to do, to me, that's sustainability of platform. I guess what I was always afraid of when I had a larger platform is that somehow fundamentally who I was would change. Mm. And then I had been around people with larger and smaller platforms than me that had changed, and they became, in my mind, uh, something less than they really were before they had the platform. So I think... Uh, but does it matter? You know, does not does my life matter if I don't? Well, don't don't we all have a platform? Uh, well, sure. And I think I think the the question leads to to maybe the bigger question for me of where are we placing value? Because if if I'm only valuable as long as I have a platform, then as my life changes and those platforms changes, or if I'm at a job and and that job is taken away, it's outsourced or something like that, and all of a sudden I feel like my my platform isn't as valuable if I'm not careful I place all my value on uh maybe the platform that I have and we we kind of touched on this in a previous episode about social media and different things like that do I have enough people following me do I have enough am I building a brand kind of thing and to me that can be just a little certainly beneficial but can be a little bit dangerous because you can kind of get addicted to the likes addicted to the addicted to the platform how many people follow you on your social media how how many social media platforms do you have trevor uh instagram twitter facebook uh snapchat i love my insta story right now i'm working on that one because i got london my daughter on that one so that one's fun but uh how many people follow you i'm not really sure exactly uh a a few thousand maybe i not i don't know exactly He's, but, uh, he's not telling the truth. He no, knows exactly to the number. He knows exactly to the number. I really don't know You checked exactly. five minutes before you came in here. I How many were on it five stop. minutes ago? No, I don't have a clue. There's a f- <laughs> I don't either. I have There's no idea. There's quite a few. More than, I, more than I actually know on a day-to-day basis. Sure. But you know that um, would be important. I mean, and from your perspective, that would be important to have a number of people on there. Well, I think it's a one way to, that shows someone's platform. But Gene, I was, I've been thinking about this as you guys were in chatting, and I may be a little confused on the question because could you explain to me what you mean by platform like what is that i think it would be the ability or a place where you speak out of your life 
something into somebody else's life, or you sing, or you write, or whatever, and you're recognized for it. Influence. You're, yeah, you're actually you're sought out for the influence that you might have, and uh, that that would be sort of your platform. It's not necessarily your job or your task. It would be your, your place of influence where. You know, most people want to influence people. They have an idea. They want to write a book. They want to sing a song, write a song. But where people actually seek you out and say, speak into our lives or sing or entertain us or, you know, act in a certain way or whatever. And I think that's what I mean. Yeah, that's that's kind of – that's a really cool way to explain it because as you were saying that, in my mind, just to make it simple for me, because you know I'm I'm simple. These two guys, they're doctors. I'm just that's over true. here, just yeah, well, just trying to be a, yeah. a reverend. I've got a lot of, uh, got a lot of education. Yeah, that and yeah, 25 cents will buy you a stick of gum. Hey, well, all the stuff that I think I know. How many honorary degrees? Five. I've got five honorary degrees. We've got a little work to do, Trev, to catch up. Well, you know, I'm just trying to glean. That's all. That's all. I don't have five. Yeah. But platform, the amount of people that. That can hear the loudspeaker of your life, mm-hmm. and really want to hear, not really just that they to. can hear. They like tune into that. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, you know, you can have a you can have a song on on uh, uh, on uh, Spotify or a radio. It doesn't matter. And if nobody wants to hear it, uh, you really don't have a platform. But when people say, "Hey, I like that guy. I like that gal. I like that group. Uh, that that person really is speaking truth into me or singing." you know, what I feel or, or making me, drawing me somewhere where I couldn't go, whether you're a writer or, you know, an artist or whatever else. Uh, it's a position of influence that you have. And I think a lot of people want that, but they don't ever take into account, will this ever really truly help anybody? Help me, so I've got this idea, and, you know, I want to give it to everybody. So I've got a question for you because you wrote a book a number of years ago that outlined seven churches not in the book of Revelation. And it kind of went through different types of churches. It was a tongue-in-cheek book. Mm-hmm. Un- unfortunately, some people who read it thought that it was supposed to be in the Bible. Yeah, they, took, took they, they, they missed the they missed the point of it. Took offense. Yeah. But uh, wrote a lot of which which uh, which which person do you identify? I'm curious as to which person you identify with in that book the most. Like everybody, uh, you have hybrids, you know. Right. So uh, w- when I'm doing what I do, I identify with the arena guy. I was going to say because no, no I, question about it. When I think that I think would you would you agree that he's probably in the same boat totally trevor right. is yeah and and so that's a little bit different for me because that's uh whereas well, uh, let me tell people what they were. yeah yeah do it remember. do it yeah we have i said look there's church there are churches and pastors that have arena like characteristics uh you know they're they're on tv or they could be they lights love come crowd. on love it so, something happens to them when the when the when the meeting starts you know they go to another a level for me i get completely out of my personality which which is you know very introverted to very extroverted. That's sure. who I am and whatever. Then there's the, uh, we call it the university church, the university pastor. He's digging out the Greek. He's the teacher. You know, he's really the, uh, the John MacArthur guy, you know, that really puts it down uh, sort of, you know, sort of where it needs to be. Then we talk about the machine church that you're just mm-hmm. always active. You're just always doing something. Let's paint, let's move, let's, you know, let's build, let's do something like that. Then you have the family chaplain, Typically small. Most churches are this way, where you have two or three families that are the influencing families mm-hmm. in a church. Are typically small, and a guy comes in there to be the chaplain, birth to death, you know, and whatever else, uh, you know. And then there's the legacy church. It's all about the history of the church that you build upon, and a lot of people like that. And then the storefront kind of guy, mm-hmm. church planter, you know, entrepreneurial kind of guy. Well, I'm I'm definitely that way. I'm definitely the arena guy. Although by nature, I'm more the university guy. Get me in the books. 
sure. turn the lights low, put it over the desk, the light over the desk, let me study, you know, and then, then I'll come out and, 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 and when the lights go on, I'm ready. So for the two of you, because I think I think it'd be safe to say Trevor's absolutely he, he would be arena all the way absolutely he uh, so so the two of you, how does the platform energize you? Because it's not negative, you know. We're talking about does your life matter? I think it does, but in your cases in particular, how does the platform energize you? Well, it energize. Well, you go first. Okay, yeah, I'd love to. Um, so I I think of every person that has an opportunity to hear what I have to say and their life could be impacted. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily matter to me the amount of people that I'm necessarily sharing with, but it matters the amount of people that know how authentic I am in when I'm sharing with them. Like having an opportunity to see someone's life go from where they are now to where God planned for them to be, to where his dream is for them to be, mm-hmm. to where they were created to be. And uh, just that just that one opportunity, I don't want to waste that. Mm-hmm. So it takes me... Uh, to a level of of almost an intensity because I believe it really is almost life or death for people. It mm-hmm. is, um, it's a big deal, and so that's why it energizes me. It takes me to that position, I guess. It rolls out for me in a little bit different way. Uh, it, it has to do with calling and task. You know, I feel called to this, and uh, I, same thing that Trevor just said. This is a this is the spot where I feel like. Uh, I'm more me doing that in ministry than any other place in ministry that I am. And it's all about the people. It's never been really about me. It's never been about the, the, the way I present it. It's all about whoever's listening three or 30, 3,500 or whatever it is. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The difference between us is that you're Trevor's an extrovert gatherer kind of guy. Mm -hmm. And I'm an introvert that has to, has to really jump hurdles, you know, to, to, to even get close to, uh, to where he is. I see you kind of in the middle of that. But before you answer, why does he have a stress ball on his microphone there? <laughs> well, it's a stress stressed? ball that's a, it's a world. So I, I know, just want to remind myself. Shout out, ju- shout out Judson Jules because it's a, that's our senior adult ministry. Oh, okay. So they gave well, him Well, I just the, wanted to ask the question. I didn't know he was stressed. That's a shout out to our senior adult ministry there. It's for me to pray never handicap. Yeah. He's got the stress ball. We're, we've got he's, it going on today. He's taking this seriously. Yeah, it's, it's hardcore. So what about you? You're sort of in the middle of us. Yeah, I think the so I think the I've had a couple of different platforms in my life. One of which uh, uh, you mentioned earlier, Bill Seaver, BillSeaver.com. You ought to check it out. He's doing some unbelievable coaching. Everything Shameless is marketing promotion. Just giving it to him there. But one of the things that that Bill helped me a, a number of years ago was to kind of work through a little side business that I was doing that is irrelevant. But the platform was was fun to me, and it and it was kind of odd. It was a little niche. Tell me what it is. Uh, I, now I think, but I think no, I'm not. Yeah, do it. So I used to work for a sheriff's office uh, as a chaplain, did some armor work and different things like that for them. And so that just kind of carried over into some things. And we kind of did a thing when Bill first started, uh, one of his former businesses, he kind of coached me through some of that. And the platform was kind of, it, w- it was surprisingly interesting for me about how that worked because I was behind a computer screen, never really showing my face and, and just offering some information about things. Well, I think the I think the interesting thing about when you talk about does your platform matter, I'm I'm a little bit like you, I, and probably because I've ha- I've really had the blessings. I remember Bobby Welch one time saying that the greatest benefit that Homer Lindsay ever gave him <laughs> was he brought him to the pastors' conference at First Baptist Jacksonville when he was a young pastor and let him preach to thousands of people, and then afterwards said, "Now, what did you get out of that?" And Bobby said, "Well, I don't I don't really know." And he said, "That's right, you got nothing. This means nothing." <laughs> Go home and go back to your church and quit yeah. trying to be out and speak all the time and do all. You'll, you'll waste your life. 
that really resonates with me when Bobby said that because I've had the opportunity. He, he Bobby Welch was gracious to me to let me preach in a large sanctuary as a young young man. You know, well before I was ready for it. Those kind of things, and so that. that that doesn't matter quite as much to me. I'd probably, I'd say definitely the hybrid. That's a part of it, and the the pastor ministry, pastoral ministry has that. But I think as we talk about like your platform and does it matter, I think about, you know, that we have a mops group going on at our church right now, and that that group of people, those moms have a platform. Yeah. Everywhere they go, they have a platform just because they're raising children. People will listen to them. People want to know how they're doing. People want to see what's going on. Uh, if, if you're, if you're a guy in industry here in the city, you have a platform just by doing your job well as a believer and your life has intrinsic value. I think depending on how you use the opportunities God's given you and it doesn't matter. I think Trevor said it a minute ago. It doesn't matter if it's thousands of people listening to you or if it's a few people who you're really changing, your platform is important because you already have it. So therefore your life already does matter. You know what? I appreciated, um, Two Monday nights ago, there was a Christian artist that came to my local, didn't identify himself. Everybody kind of knew who he was. Uh, I mean, this guy is, I guess, I'm not top tier. Yeah, I don't, I don't mean to call his name because, but I mean, he just came in. He just came in to worship. He just came in to be with us. Introduced himself. Was very gracious to everybody. Uh, you know, sought me out when he found out I was a, a pa- the pastor here. And just talked, you know, for a little while, met Trevor, and just went back and worshiped with the rest of us. And I, I thought, now there's a guy who de- who sort of deserves his platform. You know, he didn't come in to be recognized. He sure. just came in to worship and check out what was going on. He doesn't live here, I don't think. Didn't you tell me that? Uh, you're shaking your head. Does that mean yes or no? People can't see you shaking their head. You're shaking your head. You can say yes not, or no. I don't know where exactly where he lives. Well, I, somebody said Texas. <laughs> so... Well, why don't, don't you know. say that? I don't know. You just let me hanging out here like on a fish hook in the air. But anyway, I appreciated that because he has a platform. I think mm-hmm. he's earned it. Uh, and and you know uh, what about what about today? This this it's almost a Christian uh, obsession with the platform. Yeah. Uh, artists and uh, writers and uh, I, I don't the know. brand of me in Christian that, to be honest with you you asked about social media platforms that's why I don't have tw- Twitter anymore Twitter has become for me a worthless tool to listen to pastors give snippets like leaders lead I don't I don't need that from you and that's brand it's like brand building it just drives me crazy how, how do you think that really hurts uh somebody does help them hurt them you know to me if you if you have a comment on everything then pretty soon nobody's going to listen I don't know. Well, you've said before that you feel like people, because of social media now, your life cycle is a lot quicker as a leader. It is. In in the way people listen to you. Yeah, I think so. So the platform, uh, what's your platform, Trevor, right now? What's your main one? Yeah, what's your main platform? Social media. Oh, you're talking social media? Okay, I'm sorry. I was asking social media. No, just like what's your main platform you feel like right now? Uh, I got six guys. And eight guys now. I just invited two more. I got eight guys on Thursday morning. Uh, other than my family, I think those eight guys are the platform that uh, I think is biggest in my life. Uh, besides my local, besides because those are the guys that I'm walking the journey with. Uh, those see, are the I guys see a guy like Trevor. Uh, that was a surprising answer, uh, but a good one. I, I see a guy like you who is a natural gatherer. He, you meet people so easily. Uh, 
I see, I see for us a responsibility to walk with you because uh, you, have air, you have all the marks of a person who could have a very large platform uh, soon. Not, not 20 years from now, but soon. Yep. You know, I was, I was, uh, mine came very slowly, gradually. It's kind of my personality a little more, but, uh, but you don't feel like you have to have a platform, large platform. I just made some quotation marks in here. <laughs> like I everybody can see that. Yeah. <laughs> did y'all see that? Oh, I here. did. It was priceless. Thank you. Um, uh, anyway, I, yeah, so I, I think, uh, I think you can be obsessed with it. And I believe that almost ruins it because it probably won't last long. You know, it won't last long. If you try to have a uh, platform, you might can get kind of a one note, one song, one book, yeah. one message guy. And then after a while, you don't grow. I kind of, I kind of, well, let's go, let's just go around. We got to, we're wrapping it up right now. So what, what did you learn today? What, what about this discussion, Jeff, did you get out of this? Well, I think just the reminder that every platform is important and that um, God gives platforms. We met a guy yesterday that God gave a platform to. Yeah. Uh, and it was it's great. God laid a, a Bible on his heart. He did it, and God's using it. I mean, that, and that was that was God-given, and yeah. I think those are the, be, the best platforms for us. Uh, I think the big thing is we've just been talking. It's just a reminder again that trying to build yourself in, into a brand, it may have some inherent risks. Trevor, what about it? What did you learn? What'd well, the qu- the question that we were kind of talking about today, I'm just going to read it again. Uh, does my life matter if I don't have a platform and influence? I, I I don't think your I don't think your life will matter if you think that uh, it doesn't matter if you don't have a platform. Yeah. If you don't see your platform right now, it's going to be difficult for your life to matter. It's kind of what I'm what's kind of coming in my mind, and and I'm thinking about the person that has the biggest uh, that I'm their platform. And I think of uh, my wife's name is Erica, and she we have a a, a new uh, baby, and her name is London, and she's eight months old. And I think of her and how her platform has completely changed over the past nine months or eight months, yeah. and uh, and how she has the biggest platform because for me because I am her platform, and London is her platform, and she may have a few girls that she's walking the journey with, walking through life, but her platform is massive because she understands how important she is to me. She understands how important she is to London and those girls that are around her. And, uh, and she sees that and her life matters a lot. Mm. And so, because she can see her platform. And so it, it just encourages me and encourages, I hope everyone that's listening to see the platform that is around you and don't overlook the people that are closest to you. That's a good word. Abraham Lincoln wrote a letter back to a guy. A guy wanted to know how much a fellow was worth. And he said, well, he's got a wife and a daughter. I'd estimate, this is the 1800s. He said, I'd estimate his worth there about a half a million dollars. He said, he's got a table, estimate that's worth a dollar. He's got four chairs, maybe worth a dollar and a half. And he said, he's got a, a, a hole that a rat made in his office that bears looking into. And the point was, uh, his greatest worth was his wife and his daughter, hmm. uh, baby. Well, thank you, everybody, for being with us today. And, uh, hey, Trevor, why don't you close us out? Hey, guys, uh, how to connect with us. You can find more episodes at 204060podcast.com and find us on Instagram. We're also on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn. 
you can also follow me on at Trevor Loving Good on Instagram. You can follow Jeff Mims. Is it Jeff.Mims on Instagram and Gene? We're trying to get Gene on his Instagram and kicking it up. Com, baby. Or GeneMims.com. You might Gene want to get on there sometimes. I'm, I'm on. I'm, on. Be really nice I'm logging in later today. GeneMims.com. Everybody log in with me. Catch you later.